The following is a paid podcast from Prudential. Welcome to Wealth Wits, a podcast about money made exactly for you. I'm Faith Saley. So you're an optimistic avoider, and you're in your 50s. I've been kind of curious about what it's like to be an optimistic avoider in your 50s. So I did a little research, and I'm here to share that information with you. Let's start with the avoider part. I went out and asked some optimistic avoiders about their finances. Here's what they had to say about money. I don't really have a plan of how I'm going to get to be a saver. I think right now I'm just doing. I'm disinterested in learning the things that I need to learn in order to become a saver, and that disinterest causes anxiety. You know, I'm a creative person and I'm not, I'm not generally the kind of person that wants to think about numbers at all. I've never really stressed about money because I feel like I'm blessed and that the money will come. So here's what I learned. For optimistic avoiders like yourself, money is probably not your top priority. But you're okay with that. Probably you feel a lot more relaxed about your finances than most people. When I think about the most quintessential optimistic avoider, I think about a woman I met named Lauren. She would rather do anything than balance a checkbook. She's too busy living life. I got Lauren to sit down with me to tell me her thoughts on her finances. My name is Lauren. When I was working, we didn't have 401ks and things like that. So I didn't think about that. I needed things to retire on. I, when I first came here, the one thing I noticed was everyone, you have to save. You have to buy an apartment. Why? There's more in life than that. I like to go to Paris. I like to go to Italy. I, you know, I'd spend my money. So for me going forward, I'm not going to worry about it. I, I just can't. That's how I've lived my life always. But it's a bit of a shock that the money that I went through so fast from retiring. But it hasn't changed the things I do in my daily life. I wanted to know what some financial experts would have to say about your financial behavior type. And I wanted to ask what advice they'd have for someone like Lauren. I turned first to Amanda Clayman, a financial therapist and wellness expert. Here's what she had to say. We have to understand and accept that all financial behavior has meaning. And when someone is an optimistic avoider, they are making a choice to put their energy and attention somewhere other than money. Let's talk about Lauren, um, who is a quintessential optimistic avoider. I even love her accent. What advice would you have for Lauren? I loved Lauren. Like you, I, I sort of responded to her, her accent and her attitude. It just, you could see that she is fully who she is and has been since the beginning, which is delightful. In terms of advice, I, I feel like one of the things that Lauren is experiencing is that there's a, a disconnect between the, the sort of strategies that worked in her life while she was a, a working person and now where she finds herself today. So I would want to explore with her sort of how how much of a gap is there. It's not too late for Lauren to, to figure out some kind of balance between um, enjoying life in the moment, but making sure she's she's caring enough for herself financially. Absolutely, it's, n it's not too late, it's never too late. 
optimistic avoiders can be pretty happy-go-lucky carpe diem people. Uh, what are some of the opportunities of falling into this behavior type? I think that there's a, a greater sense of connection to the moment, um, that people who are optimistic avoiders feel intuitively guided in a way that is comfortable to them. Um, very often, though, what they'll do, and it sounds so un- unromantic, but it, it, it is in a way sort of strategic, is they partner with someone who balances them out. So they need another perspective in their lives that that does put up the hand and say, hey, let's think about the future. Let's be disciplined. Have you seen that working well? Money types are not unrelated to other parts of the personality. So a person who's an optimistic avoider, you know, may you may love this person's joie de vivre. Um, their, their fun, their sense of possibility. What are some of the disadvantages and risks of being an optimistic avoider? Well, oftentimes off- optimistic avoiders sort of run into crisis that they didn't see coming, but anybody else could have easily seen coming. <laughs> Um, like like if a sort of medical issue comes up mm. or anything that sort of creates disruption and how money's going to come in or go out in their life um they're not prepared i keep wondering what happens to optimistic avoiders when they get older and older and older and maybe want to retire well i do find that people either sort of outgrow this or they are intuitively guided um in order to to set something up with just enough time to to sort of cover their bases. People often sort of expand their social network when this is their their money type, such that they have people that they can go to who can really help support them. They depend on the the kindness and generosity of the people in their lives in a way that feels very affirming to them. Amanda, thank you so much. Amanda Clayman says that optimistic avoiders like you need to take at least a few small steps to prepare for the future. So what should you do? To find out, I called up David Carlson, a personal finance blogger at the site youngadultmoney.com and the author of the book Hustle Away Debt. Are there any money-saving tools that you would especially recommend for optimistic avoiders? Yeah, I'd say that setting up direct deposit into a savings account or if you're employed by um, an employer who has a 401k plan, setting up those automatic contributions from day one. It might not build up much right now, but you don't see the money. It automatically goes into the account. Eventually, you're not going to miss it. That will help you build a nest egg without actually having to think about building it. Yeah, you're it's it's kind of a responsible way to avoid, right? You're 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 avoiding your your spending by funneling it away without without having to feel the sting. In fact, I would recommend that you don't check your 401k that often because it's really a long-term tool. So if you just continue to make your automatic contributions, don't get worried when the market goes up or down over the course of years or decades, you're going to be in a good spot. That makes sense for an optimistic avoider. You're you're saying you don't you don't have to stay on top of all your balances um, all the time. You know, check it once every few years and pat yourself on the back. Exactly. Okay, so what are the takeaways for optimistic avoiders? First, automate, automate, automate. Set up those automatic withdrawals from your paycheck directly into a savings or retirement account. Once you've taken that step, you can avoid thinking about it altogether. In fact, don't look at it. 
David Carlson says the less you look at your retirement accounts, the better. You want to act like that money's not even there. And whether you're in a relationship or not, think about how your family and friends can help you prepare for the future. There's probably someone in your life who can help you think about saving. And in exchange, you can teach them how to live in the moment. Okay, so that's what it means to manage money as an optimistic avoider. But to get the full picture of your financial situation, we also have to think about your current stage of life. What's unique about being in your 50s? What might be some of the challenges in front of you? And what about the opportunities? I talked to some folks in their 50s. I wanted to know what was on their mind when it came to their finances. And here's what I heard. My personal finances have changed dramatically. So when I was 50, I got a divorce. What I worry about when it comes to personal finance is a crisis taking place and the money not being there. I know a little bit about handling other people's money and I've kind of followed some certain rules about it, so I feel like I'm in a good place. With the 50s comes a renewed perspective. It's the time to consider a few big decisions. Will you retire or do you have other plans for yourself? What do you want your legacy to be? And how will money be a factor? I heard from one woman who said that now that she's in her 50s, she has a new priority, taking care of herself. This is Carmen. I should have been more careful about money because, you know, I tend to spend money and not for foolish things, but for my kid and my grandson. I think like when I feel good inside and I have helped somebody, then I invested very smartly, I think. And then I'm just realizing that I'm getting to the age of, hey, listen, who's going to help me, <laughs> right? I don't want to depend on my child. I've always been independent. I want to take care of myself. I feel like it's my retirement and it's now my time. So here I turn back to the experts. The 50s is an important time when it comes to our finances. What should 50-somethings keep in mind? I called up Dr. Brad Klontz, a financial psychologist, which means he's both a clinical psychologist and a certified financial planner. I want to begin by talking about personal finance generally for people in their 50s. What are the financial opportunities for people in their 50s? Well, you know, it, 50 is not too late to actually um, start saving aggressively and creating a, a good retirement. And I've worked with many individuals um, who've been able to do that in the course of seven or 10 years, really make up a lot of lost ground. You know, all hope is not gone. Let's talk about Carmen. What a sweet lady. What advice would you have for Carmen? Well, you know, my advice for Carmen is that, yes, it is your time. And you need to be the charity that you are contributing to. And it sounds mm -hmm. like Carmen has a real big heart. And, you know, she feels great about her gifting over the years. And at the same time, she neglected to give gift to the most important person in that dynamic, which is herself. Mm -hmm. We have to take care of ourselves also. What do you say to 50-somethings who may find themselves financially squeezed because they're preparing for retirement and they're supporting an aging parent and maybe a young adult child? Right. Well, that's the full catastrophe of life. And it's something that, you know, we're all facing. And so for those individuals, it's really taking a hard look at, you know, your spending plan. 
And I really like the idea of a spending plan versus a budget because I don't know about you, but um, as soon as I start thinking about a diet, I start craving cheeseburgers. Exactly. And I think that's what happens with a budget. What I encourage people to do is, is to start with a spending plan and, and really think about what matters most to you, what are your, your top priorities, and find ways to fund that first. And then it's a lot easier to make decisions on cutting things that don't matter to you. What are the big decisions that 50-somethings face when it comes to money? Well, I think one of the priorities that, that hits people is this concept of retirement. To really get excited about retirement, you have to create a vision for what that actually is going to look like. So what would you be doing when you would be retiring? Who would you be with? Right. What's your fruity cocktail of choice? Exactly. Okay. In general, what would be your number one piece of advice that you have for 50-somethings among us? The number one piece of advice I have is examine your relationship with money. If you've hit some economic hard times, um, which happens to most of us, if you're experiencing financial stress, which is the biggest stressor in most of our lives, you're not alone. And the mistakes you've made around money are not because you're crazy, lazy, or stupid. It's because you have money scripts that were passed down to you from your parents, from your grandparents. Sometimes these go back generations. And I think that's really the key to writing a new story, a new financial story for you. Dr. Brad Klontz, that was like a money hug. I listen really closely to Dr. Klontz's advice because I'm going to be in my 50s in not too long. My biggest takeaways? First, I'm going to really think about retirement. Well, putting away money for it, of course, but also imagining it. Where am I going to build my beach house? What island do I want to be on? I know that for me, and probably for you too, it's going to be a lot easier to get excited about retirement if I can picture all the fun I'm going to have. Second, I'm going to make a spending plan. Not a budget, a spending plan. And it's going to reflect my priorities, what I most want to do, so I can be excited to spend money on the life I want. Last, I'm going to examine my relationship with money and think about the money scripts I've inherited from my family and that I might be passing on. And I'm going to forgive myself for any mistakes I made. And you should too. Because if you've made mistakes or been out of balance with your financial choices, there's no shame in it. Every financial expert stresses that it's never too late. Ah, you can make meaningful changes starting today. So whatever you do or however you feel about money, no matter what age you are or behavior type you fall into, it, it's okay. You just need to be aware of the kind of person you are when it comes to your finances so you can grow. And more importantly, be happy. That's all for this episode of Wealth Wits. Special thanks to our guests, Amanda Clayman, David Carlson, and Dr. Brad Klontz. And special thanks to Lauren and Carmen for sharing their stories. If you want to learn about money matters at other stages of life, or if you're curious about other financial behavior types, check out slate.com slash explorewealthwits. You can also subscribe to the entire series wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like the show, why not let people know by leaving us a good review? I'm Faith Saley. Thanks so much for joining us.